back again. Welcome back. Oh. Yep. We're back. Welcome. Again? Yep. <laughs> yeah, are you Welcome. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to the uh, podcast. Oh, dear. BBGG. Yes. We better get good. Where are we right now, Shane? Um, at the uh, recreational centre, the driving range. KDV. KDV Sport. Yes. Um, after a nice, humid, sweaty session. Um, apologies if the audio is terrible. It's raining. It is raining. It's not too bad right now. And I want to know, have you ever seen the rain? <laughs> yeah. So, range sesh. Yeah. How do you feel when you went? <laughs> I I don't know if I've hit a worse range sesh in my life. Right. Even when I was just absolutely terrible, I've hit better balls. We um, just topping everything. Topping. Topping. Top, top, top. Shank, top, top, top. 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 Top shank, shanking top. Nice. Topping the ball. Um, but on the plus side, other people hitting your clubs were hitting the balls really well. <laughs> well, there was two people that hit my clubs. I was, got hit up by a bloke. Was like, Excuse me, mate, is this um the G400? So yeah, it is. Oh, man. I've ordered one of those. I'm waiting for it to come. It's like, you want to have a hit? Oh, yeah, if you don't mind. He pulled it out and we started chatting about it. He was smoking them and he was like, oh, man, I do not regret that purchase. I was like, yeah, neither do I. Talked about how I got mine for a couple hundred bucks on Facebook Marketplace. Wow. And he was a bit uh, he was a bit upset at me because he just bought his from the US for... 460. <laughs> Brand new? I don't know, actually. I think it couldn't be. Oh, possibly. Well, look, Rob got them golf for 400. That would sound about right. Well, it's a two year old driver. Yeah. Um, Is that the guy who was there when I got there with the wife and kid? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So he's having a hit. Gave me some pointers, which didn't help. <laughs> um, yeah. But. And, and yeah, and then and then you decided when you arrived to borrow me club and stripe it and made me feel bad about myself. Look, to be fair, the first couple I hit with your club, I didn't hit very well. Yeah, and then pretty much every shot I hit with my clubs, I didn't hit very well. <laughs> what for all of three balls? <laughs> what do you mean for all of three balls? Well, you only hit a few terrible balls, and then you started getting it. Well, you're watching, maybe. Yeah, right. Fair enough. Oh, I was. Um... I mean, oh, look, I was getting consistent distance, but my uh, dispersion was all over the shop. Mm. It was like, I figured out that the the way I'm holding the club, that I thought I was holding the club when I came to the range like two weeks ago and was striping every single ball. Tried holding it the same way and doing the same backswing and the same downswing. And uh, turns out I've developed quite the draw, the unintentional draw. And so uh, it only comes out when I'm not expecting it. So I can't plan for it. <laughs> As they do. And that's why people fix them, right? Yeah. I mean, it's nicer to have an a unplanned draw than an unplanned slice or a hook. But 
it's still kind of annoying. And I mean, if you're setting up on a par three, 140 meters with a seven iron, and you're looking to hit a nice, easy seven iron into that, and you accidentally draw it, it's the difference between a landing on the green and trying to two putt it or having to chip it potentially out of a bunker. Mm. Yeah. I don't know, but, but I mean, what what's your goal? What what's your preferred shot at the minute? You, oh, look, you just want to hit straight, or my well, my preferred shot would be if I could draw it every single time, that would be ideal. But yeah. uh, as much as I practice trying to draw it, it's just not not working for me. And only when I get really wristy and like really flick it over the top can I actually intentionally shape it. Yep, but uh, euphemisms aside, yeah, I did note. I did notice you got a bit, uh, bit of wrist roll. Yeah, and I don't know if it's your, some of your deliveries. I because you know I'm battling a sore thumb at the moment, or a sore wrist. Yeah, on my left side. Yeah, and I think part of it is compensation, so that I'm not just keeping it straight when I hit the ball, and it's actually like it's rolling out to take away some of the. Um, pressure yeah so who knows if that because uh, this is this pain's only new this week and so last week when i was actually striping my balls i didn't have this problem right so look who knows hopefully uh, maybe i need to take a week off the range yeah i mean you have been frequenting it i have of late That's why they call me Frequentin Tarantino. <laughs> Who calls you that? Uh, everybody on the range. I'll walk in and they're like, Frequentin! Frequentin! How are you? Oh, <laughs> good, mate. good, mate. Good. <laughs> yeah. See, I, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. I, I rocked up. You weren't there. I, I got there a bit earlier than you. So I rocked up and got my balls and set up and had some practice swings and my neck's still a bit tight from the other day. Oh uh, yeah. Which didn't feel like it affected my swing. And I felt my um you know, because me and my wife are pregnant, I felt my sciatica nerve. Um I'm feeling her symptoms apparently. Right. <laughs> felt that playing up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your sciatica nerve? Up here. Proverbial. <laughs> um, on the right side. On the right side? Yeah. Of Uranus. Near enough. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> got my balls in the thing. I started, have, had some swings. I'm like, okay. Now, something I haven't had an issue with of late is my wedges. Like on the course, I don't really practice them on the range. I ha- have hit a couple and when I've hit a couple of good ones, I leave it there. Yeah. On the course, I, I have not been struggling with them. I have been, in my opinion, it's the, probably one of my strengths in my game at the minute. Yeah. Um, so I started just to build confidence. I started with a little Sandy. little Sandy to have some hits with the Sandy. Sandy. Right. So it went top, 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 top. <laughs> getting frustrated, getting frustrated. Okay, what the heck? A little, little sneaky shank. 
thought, oh, okay, all right, put it down, get the pitching wedge out, top, top, top. What's going on? And I reckon I used about 50 balls and hit about five to ten good ones without a word of a lie. It was disgusting. I was frustrated. Yeah. And I, I couldn't pick what I was doing differently than last week when I had pretty high success. Even on the course, had pretty high success. Um, anyway, so that that was frustrating. And got on the driver. The tee was too high. I was skying them. And I think it's going to be a long, long time. Yeah, look, that's something I don't have a problem with because mine go high anyway. Yeah. Like high tee, low tee, high ball, high ball, high ball, high ball. <laughs> high ball. Hey. How's it going? Hey, it's frequenting Slice Arena. <laughs> Well, no, skyball, you know, you hit a skyball, it goes 100, 100, you're like, you're whacking, it goes yeah. 100 metres high yeah, look. and 100 metres long. Yeah. It's a bit different to your, you can actually just hit it high. Yeah, hit it high and still go long. Still get it. Luckily. Yeah, you know, one, 125 for you. <laughs> <laughs> look, I was, uh, I, I'm pretty impressed that my high balls actually carry as far as they do, and I think it's because they have, when I hit them straight, they have very little spin on them. They just float. Hmm. And unless the wind is really blowing up against us, they seem to just... I, I think on a good shot, I'm getting about somewhere between 200 and 220 carry. Yeah. But that's, they don't roll out much because they're so high. I'd say that's accurate. You've got a good little whiff on you, though. That's Do I? That's probably why they go, go a bit further as well. That's nice. Because with you, you can tell if it's... A fraction, like the angle, if it's a fraction higher than, um, you know, one of your normal shots, you, you lose 50 yards. Yeah. Um, which, you know, and you do that with your irons too, don't you? Yeah, but my irons still, like, I mean, my irons aren't going as far as I want them to. And as you said in the last episode, they are uh, at a weaker or stronger can't remember which way is which they're more lofted than standard clubs so my seven iron's got about three or four degrees on your seven iron i believe that's weaker yeah so uh well i don't know could be wrong <laughs> could be wrong my seven iron's about 30 and i think yours is about 27 or something degrees and uh yeah i'm only the, the time when I came out to the range and thought I'd figured everything out and my balls are going straight and strong, my 7-iron was landing right around the 150 mark, yeah. around that uh, the little signpost out there. Yeah. And since then, every time I've been back, they just keep creeping back. And I think I'm just hitting them a, a little bit slightly fat. Yeah. And so I'm getting them about 140, maybe 130. If I hit them too fat, which I mean, when they go straight, doesn't really bother me. If I lose it, ten or twenty meters, it's just another chip. But 
it bothers me because at the moment I'm not chipping well. Yeah. Yeah. But that being said, practicing out in my backyard tonight, I was chipping really well. <laughs> so I'm like, well, now you've done, you've just ruined it for the course. Yeah, I know. Well, look, if based on your round tonight and what you're saying, I mean, the last year or so, chipping's been my strong point, and then I got really good at my long irons, and my chipping started failing. So, hopefully, really soon, you're going to get really good at your long irons. Well, tonight, <laughs> and I was once I got a better tee height. I was hitting my driver really well. I was very happy with that. Mm-hmm. And then I got the three wood out and I was hitting that very well too. Off the deck? Off the deck, which if there's any club you top, it's your three wood off the deck. Yeah. So, you know, that's all kinds of confusing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I did say to you just at the end, I think I've uh, worked out what I'm doing and I'm just getting to bit too armsy yeah um engaging the arms before the hips and it's pulling pulling my arms up as i'm coming down but you know i did a few feel like you know i think i think they call it bit of bit of lag i think they call it lagging yeah where you have your that you flick yeah 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 um you sort of catch it as it's falling and then flick it. I think they call that. I remember I was watching some show one time. I can't remember what it's called. Some bloke was talking about lag. And I'm like, oh, what's this bloke on about? <laughs> and I um, happened to take it in, but never actually tried it. And I thought about it while I was hitting. Um, I'm topping it for a reason. What is it? And then I tried that and I striped it. I was like, oh, yes. yes. Tried it a few more times and Strike. seemed to have some more success than I was having anyway. That's good. So it's another thing to work on, another thing to... Um... Yeah. I've been listening to Tiger's book at the moment and there's so many things that he says about his swing that I'm like, oh, that perfectly relates to how I am right now. But because I've been listening to it while I'm driving, I can't write any of it down. <laughs> and then I get to the driving range and I'm like, now, what was it he worked? Like, there's like three or four things I heard tonight and even something on the way here. And the, th- the thing that I heard on the way here was about keeping your tempo, which, as you know, is my uh, what I've been trying to do for the last... have been working on that. Yeah. But uh, it's like as soon as I get on that mat, and I think, all right, this is exactly how I'm going to hit it. And this is me keeping my tempo. And I'm like, actually like counting in my head, like going one, two, three, like at the speed that I counted at last week. I do my backswing, do my front swing and top it. And I'm just like, all right, well, clearly that wasn't right for me. I'll try it a bit faster or a bit slower. And look, it turns out it was none of those. It was uh, having my club face open and uh, not leaning forwards far enough. <laughs> but it's just, it's annoying that there are things that I hear other golfers talking about and I'm like, oh, that sounds like exactly the problem I'm currently having where they say, look, I was hitting it this way every shot. And I'm like, I'm hitting it that way every shot. 
Yeah. And then they say what they did to fix it. But I get to the range and I just forget all about it. Well, the problem, problem with that too is that three dudes, seemingly identical problem, three different fixes, fix it. Yeah. And you're like, well, probably wasn't an identical problem, but it's, you know, I'm, yeah. ho- I'm hooking left. I'm going over the top, whatever, you know. Yeah. But one dude, you change, change the grip make a stronger grip one dude opens the club face one dude does a deeper swing like change one man's meat is another man's poison uh right do you understand that saying do I have to clarify what that means (laughs) no I just uh, I think it's interesting that your your go to analogy was about a man's meat (laughs) fair enough (laughs) fair enough no, no, before you said euphemisms aside, but obviously that's uh, well, no, out the window. I like, I like the same because it conveys my point perfectly. Yeah, right. What's good for the goose is not always good for the gander, which <laughs> well, is not the saying. <laughs> I've altered it to fit what I want to say. Speaking of the geese and ganders, yeah, <laughs> I, I only recently found out that a gander wasn't the name for a male goose. What is it? That's the name. Oh, wait. No, it is the name for the male goose. I thought it was a gander of geese. Well, no. So what's good for one goose is good for all of the geese is what I thought the saying was. But it turns out it's what's good for the female is good for the male. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's a relationship term. Right. You use it in relationships when... Yeah, anyway... Yeah. Well, you threw me six there. I thought I had it wrong because I'm like, <laughs> I thought the gander was the male too. And I was clearly wrong. But yeah, no, no, you've just... I've just made myself look an idiot. Quite the fool. As I do. Look, I will say, yeah, right at the end there, I, and you hate it when I do this, but I teed up one of my garbage balls. Mm. And, I, do, uh, I do hate this. <laughs> I, I strike... No such thing as a... No such thing as a garbage ball. Every ball has <laughs> its purpose. Look, you, I, after I hit that ball... Because now you don't have it to chip in the backyard, do you? Well, no. Some but, fog's going to get it off from the range. <laughs> it wasn't a good ball. It came free with a glove. Felt like a rock. It was the hardest ball in my bag. So if you can chip with that, you can chip with anything. Well, I guess so. But yeah. Look, I, I teed that up and I addressed the ball... And as I addressed the ball, I did my normal stance, the same stance that I normally strike the ball with, but can either be a stripe or a slice, depending on, you know, how the wind's blowing. And I noticed my shoulders weren't weren't square. They weren't aiming at the target. My shoulders were, were aiming way right. And I was like, if I hit this right now, this is going to be a slice. And so I straightened up my shoulders and hit it, and it was a perfect shot. Yeah. Straight. Yeah. Straight as an arrow. And look, I mean, ideally, I would hit every shot straight, and yeah. most of the time when I hit a good shot, it's yeah. dead straight. Right. And uh, But apparently, from what I hear of the... I've listened to Phil Mickelson's book, listened to Tiger's book, watched a <laughs> butt-ton of YouTube videos. Holy moly. And... Uh, I've been watching Holy moly. 
Well, look, doesn't help me at no, all. Not at all. <laughs> it's entertaining. The kids like it, but anyway, go on. Well, apparently, hitting a straight shot is the hardest shot in the game. That's all I'm trying to do. No wonder. I know, and it's my most consistent shot. I'm like, well, look, if if I'm able to hit 90% of my shots straight, then I feel like I'm doing something right, but... I want to be able to shape the ball, and I just don't seem to be able to do it. You know, speaking of holy moly, mm. Carly and I at our fifth anniversary last night. Excellent. Yesterday. It was the whole day. Congratulations. 24 hours. Congratulations. Thank you. I did comment on a... Sorry. Sorry, I'll derail this for just a That's second. Fine. Just a second. Yeah. I did comment on a picture. You, I think you shared the post from five years ago. Yeah. Today. And... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm going to say? No, I don't know what you're going to say. No. I haven't seen the comments, but... Oh, I, right. What, what did you say? No, no, no. It's, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's just... She's like... Because, you know, you did the whole engaged engagement party secret wedding thing. Yeah. And she's doing a, like, surprise gasping face. Yeah, like she didn't know. Yeah. Even though it was her idea. That's the one. Yeah. But I I just merely commented that it looks like she's yawning. <laughs> <laughs> She was uh, she was disinterested in your wedding. <laughs> oh, it's nearly over. Uh, no, it was because we were waiting for everyone who was running late. Yeah. I don't think you were late. I wasn't. <laughs> I don't know why you looked at me like that. Well, look, I looked at you because I was waiting for you to be like, yeah, sorry, because normally you're late, but you weren't. Not, not to, not to no, your look, wedding. No, you're not. You're not normally. Oh, yeah, that's right. You knew it was my wedding, didn't you? I did. Because we had to. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, sorry, I did derail that. Like, no, I, like I said, I would. Anyway, it's fine. Continue. I remember where I'm going. I'll... Speaking of holy moly, go. Speaking of holy moly, go. I went out with Carly for dinner. Yeah. Went to Bonita Bonita. It was nice. Tom Hanks ate there recently. I was hoping to see someone famous. Kept looking out the door the whole night. Didn't Is his see name anyone. Tom or Thomas? Uh... Derailed. Go. No, Thomas Shanks. <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> Probably on the course. Yeah, that's your name on the course, right? Tom Shanks? Yeah. Uh, and I'll be frequent sli- frequenting Slice Arena. <laughs> uh, so we we had dinner. It was yum. Yeah. And then we were like, what are we going to do? And she's like, oh, you know, I was going to go into, take you into time zone. And I was like, that's a bit of fun. And she's like, what about mini golf? And I'm like, this is perfect. I have the opportunity to practice my putting, which I never get. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and... Uh, so we went to, um, we went just to, walked up the road to putt-putt. Mm-hmm. And I've got to say, I, my putts were, like, putting on concrete is hard, right? And I would almost argue that the greens were running faster than uh, the Cooley West course. Impossible. I know. It, it was, I was like, I was hitting and I was like, hmm, this has gone really fast. Now I know what it's like to uh, actually hit on concrete compared to, hitting on the concrete that was the Coolangatta West Coast Greens. Yeah. Very similar. Um, and playing on that course, on that putt-putt course, there is, um, there's a lot of slope in that concrete. And it's very subtle. But because you're putting on concrete, if you putt too soft, the ball just like leaks out left and right like crazy. Well, yeah, they got to they got to count for drainage and stuff too. Well, that's true. So, look, I may have looked like a bit of a fool, but I was trying to read every green 
in that putt putt course. Did you get down on on your like knee? I, I, squat, I squatted. Squat down. I squatted and to tried, read the greens. I did. <laughs> did you take? You didn't take your own putter though, did you? No, I didn't. And uh, see, I've that taken, was a mistake. I should have taken my putter. Well, I've taken my kids to putt putt, and, and the wife and the kids and. Use. I've wanted to take my putter, but I didn't want to be that guy. Yeah, because that's <laughs> you look like a bit of a flog. You'd, yes. Anyway, yeah. I last time I played putt putt with the kids, I absolutely smoked them because I'm hitting one two putts. Oh. I'm like, oh yes. man, wait till I get to the course next week. <laughs> exactly. That's that's pretty much how I played last night. I was like, the first couple of holes took me a bit to get into the rhythm of hitting a ball with a rubber putter but uh after after the first couple of holes i was getting ones and twos until there was one one hole where i tried to read the green because it looked straight but i knew it wouldn't be straight and then i was like oh that looks like a slight leak to the right and so i hit it a little bit left and it was a slight leak to the left and it took me down into a trouble area that was an impossible impossible putt to get back in for two so i scored a five on that one i'm pretty sure it was a. Uh, it well, was. You need a blowout hole in every every game, right? Well, I have more than one blowout hole in most games. So. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it's just how I play. <laughs> <laughs> it's just my game. I yeah. got to have the blowout hole. You got it, yeah. You know something interesting that Tiger said tonight, and I'm going to reference Tiger and Phil probably a lot over the next couple of what episodes. Do you mean Tiger said it tonight? Well, I was listening to... It wasn't even Tiger. It was a guy reading his book. Oh, right. So the narrator of Tiger's book okay. said when he recorded the book... Sure. ...but played tonight in my car... Gotcha. ...that uh, Tiger's dad encouraged him to have 10 seconds to blow off steam after a bad hole and then put it behind you. Or actually, I think he said a bad shot. He said, my dad encouraged me swearing, <laughs> which, look, I, I don't encourage swearing. He said his dad encouraged him to swear, get it off his chest, and once he's taken a few seconds to curse over his bad shot, leave it behind. Like you've got it out of your system, and now the bad shot's gone with that anger, and your next shot, you just line it up and hit a good shot like you normally would. And I thought, you know what? That would be perfect if I could do that. Not if I could swear, but if I could put the bad shot behind me and then just go and hit a beautiful shot, then... uh, Well, it's... Clearly worked. Well, yes, it has clearly worked. The for him. dude's won a few. Yeah. So something he said tonight was, or he said in the book, is um, that when he goes to the range and he feels that he's hit a really nice shot, he locks in that feel, and then just keeps hitting like that. And I was like, that is theoretically great and sound. <laughs> Practically, I don't think I can do that. Well, that's, we try to do that. <laughs> we, do, we do try to do Every that. shot, we try and do that perfect shot. Yeah. I came to the range two sessions in a row, three days apart, and hit them exactly the same in both two sessions. One on my own, figuring it out, and started smoking them. Next session came with you, and I was proud of myself, and I was smoking them. And then uh, every session since then, I've tried to recreate the same feeling, and uh, it's just... Just lost. Don't know what it is. Like I know what I did, and I try and do it again. And like, I mean, tonight I I actually did hit a few really nice. You did, but um, I started out terribly. Mm. But you know, it just makes me think. 
maybe getting out on the range before a game is actually more important than you mean I've the, been thinking. You mean day of? Day of, yep. Whether it's like a wake up early, come to KDV, warm up, and then go out for a game later in the day, I don't know. But I mean, ideally, I'd just get to the course early and warm up on the range there. Like, I mean, if we played Arundel Hills, which obviously you don't want to lock into, but I, well, I mean, look, I can buy the two for one and we can use it whenever over the next few months or whatever. Yeah. And if it book it in and if it comes to the day of and you don't want to do it, then just say no and do it another time. But, uh, yeah, I think that's an important thing to do. Warming up. Warming up. And probably not, you don't want to over, or is it, is you don't it, want to stretch, like, what's the word? Stress your body out. Overextend. Or you got, you're got you going to be hitting 100, 100 shots. Well, hopefully not. <laughs> if you've gone to the range to warm up beforehand, you'd hope that you've got a little bit of a feel for the balls and you're not going to... Uh... Well, is that the thing? Are you... Well, that's what I'm thinking, right? Is your thought pattern that you want to warm up your body and, you know, get limber up or are you trying to get that feeling of hitting a nice shot? The feeling of hitting a nice shot. So my thought pattern is I went to the range and hit some nice shots and then it was three days before we went out to the course. And even though I kept my feel from the first three days, I mean, for the first range shot to the three days later, yeah. then three days after that out on the course, completely different feel and uh, hadn't warmed up at all. And just, uh, I mean, my long irons, I was still hitting well, but yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's kind of irrelevant, but. Maybe getting to the range early and working on the part of your game that you know you suck at would help a little bit. Like if I had have gone to, if I had have gone to the uh, nets and been able to hit some chip shots in, I might not have um, been so poor chipping all day. True, but you know you got to arrive not six minutes late. Well, yeah. <laughs> not that I'm holding on to that. No, of course not. Oh. The rains are here. The rains are back. Well, look, I mean, you got anything else to say? Well, probably not on the range sesh. I'll prefer to put it behind me, to be honest. <laughs> I think generally if I have a good range sesh, I hit crap on the course. So perhaps next time I hit some balls, I'll be really good. Yeah. The opposite may be true. Yeah. Well, look. But I, I don't know. I think a lot of it's feel. A lot of it's your body, what yep. your body gives you. Yep. And then a lot of it's, you know, there's emotion that, that goes into the game, of course. Yes. You get those mental blocks. So, I don't know. It's why we're not good. Because <laughs> yep. we don't know what to put it down to. Oh, I know. I'm like, I'm... I'm hanging out for a lesson and I'm even thinking instead of well I mean when you you're having your baby soon yeah. maybe yeah. babies maybe I will, no I will be yep <laughs> so I'm thinking maybe over the time period where you're going to be playing a lot less golf instead of going to the range or playing a game every second week I'd 
Invest in lessons. Invest in once a month a lesson or something. Try and get a bit better. Oh, that sounds pretty good. I might actually do that too. It's easier to get out for an hour than it is for four. Yeah. That's not a, that's, hey, that's not a bad idea. It's not. You get better, and then when you come back to the game of golf, you're like, hey, everybody, look at me. I'm no longer Tom Shanks. I'm now Tom Middle of the Fairway to... I'm Tom Hardy. No. No. I'm Tom Bombadil. Tom Bombadil? Bombadil? What? No, I'm Tom Brady. All right. Tom <laughs> Fady. <laughs> you I'm Tom Fady. Tom Fady. Jeez, <laughs> uh, ah, that took too long. It did. Um, well, if you're listening... Darling wife of mine, that's that's a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, I think I already mentioned that I told my wife that I wanted lessons. So. Yeah, because so. I have I've never had a lesson. Yeah. And my the biggest thing for me is what if I go to a lesson and the dude turns out to be an idiot. And you know what? <laughs> Shout out to Robert the Colonial. Again. Again. You got a double, two, two in a two, row. Two shout outs. I thought the guy was dead set, just didn't care about the lesson and was just going through the motions for me. But uh, after putting what he said into practice, I saw a noticeable improvement in my game. Yeah. And it took a few weeks and he told me it would take a few weeks, but I didn't listen. I was expecting it to still be a fairly instant change and... What do you know? I go to the range and practice what he's told me to do, and after a couple of weeks, I'm actually hitting them straight. Well, so yeah, and long, yeah. You can't can't get good at anything without practice. No. Um, who am I shouting out? I don't know. Shout out to uh, Taylor Maid. I do own a significant amount of their clubs. You do? Well, no, not a significant amount. Well, you used to the, the good portion of my bag. Is uh, tailor made, and by that I mean you got your sixty degree. All but one club is tailor made. Yeah, yeah, and your driver was tailor made. It was, but it was old tailor made. Yeah, it wasn't the club for me. No, again, I'm. I'm it here. was draw biased. Uh, no, that. that oh, no, that was your... that, that was the hybrid I purchased on the cheap, and then realised very quickly realised that wasn't for me too. <laughs> Getting a draw biased club with a natural hook, probably. which. Actually, has I haven't seen in my game the last no, few aim. weeks after I've been tweaking. I noticed the last game you weren't aiming so far right that I thought you were going straight into the trees and on I've, every shot. I've been working on that. Yeah. And I think my body's getting used to going through the ball. Nice. Rather than around it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's good. Well, look, we had planned to just record a segment and we've uh, almost reached the length of our first podcast, so... Well, I think I had a question. Yeah. And it's unrelated to our game. It's just a general question about professional golfing. Yeah. Can you, do you know, off the top of your head, top 10 golfers of the world right now? Oh, you've been watching a bit of pro golf. A little bit, yeah. Can look, you, do you think you could name... Accurately, the top 10, or no. at least 50% of them. 
Oh, I don't know if I could name 50%. It, I, it doesn't... Okay, could you name 50% not in order? Oh, well, that's what I mean. I don't know if I could name 50% at all. Like, all right, all right, try. So the thing is, right, the last couple of the last couple of comps, it's been Lee Westwood and Bryson up in the top. Yep. And JT. And... Uh, so I'm not going to look either. Okay. We're going to look after we... We guess our right. top 10. So look, if I had to guess... If I had to guess 50% accurately... So I'm only going to go out on a limb and say I think these five will be in the top ten. I'd say probably JT for sure. Yeah. Uh, J- that's Justin Thomas. Darren Johnson. Darren Johnson. <laughs> yep, Darren Johnson. <laughs> Darren Johnson. I think you mean Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dustin. Dustin Johnson. No, it's Darren now. So, Darren uh, I was going to say DJ, and then I was like, no, nah, I'm pretty sure it's like Darren Johnson. Well, it's JT and DJ, yes. JT and DJ. Uh, I guess Xander Shuffley. Okay. Um, Sergio Garcia. Right. So, okay, that's four. That's four. And uh, look, I want to say... Sorry, are you trying to guess top five? Or are you trying I'm trying to... to guess five of the top ten. Okay. For the fifth one, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of people who I see in the top five in tournaments. And I don't even, I mean, probably it would be, I, I would say it would be unusual if Bryson wasn't in the top 10. Because he's been, he's been doing pretty well in the last year. Yeah. But. So are you. Is that, is that that's a, that's is my that your... five of the top ten. They're my they're my picks of five people who I think will be in the top ten. All right. Is do it... you, do you have one who's like a sneaky what? He's top ten. What do you reckon? A a dark horse top ten pick. Oh, if it was a dark horse top ten, I'd say based on the fact that I don't think they've been doing very well, I'd say uh, Rory. Okay. I'd say. I wanted to go to him naturally just because he's one of the well-known people, but I would be surprised if he was still in the top 10. And I know he was close to the top like two years ago, but... Uh, yeah, I think he was very... I think he was top five in the last at yeah. least six months ago. Oh, right. So he could be in the top 10. Yeah. I, I honestly haven't even been keeping track of that sort of stuff. I just watch... I literally only watch the championships and the matches because I love watching people play golf. You just like... You like that sexy sound. No, I just like the flight of the golf ball. Right. All right, here's, here's my go. DJ? Yep. I'm pretty sure he's world number one. Yeah, I would think so. He Masters champ last year. I think JT and yep. John Rahm, they were, oh, yeah. they were, they were both... One and two for a little while, and then Dustin just had his mad run. Yeah. Um. So I think that's. I'm pretty sure that's top three. Yeah. Are you reckon you they're the current top three? I reckon they're the top three. Then. I think Xander was a good pick, but I, th- I haven't seen him anywhere lately. Right. Morikawa, Deshambo oh, for sure. Forgot Morikawa. Yeah. Some sneaky dark horse picks. Cantley's one recently. Yeah. 
Patrick Reed. Everyone hates oh, him, Patrick but he's Reed. been doing so well. Patrick Reed and um, another one was Hatton, English bloke. Oh, Tyrell. Tyrell, yeah. Tyrell. All right, all right, all right. All right, let's see how he did. And what do you reckon Rory is? If Rory's in the top I, ten, I, I'd say I he'd actually, be I six actually, or seven. I actually know this answer from... I think I heard it somewhere, but... Right, I would say he's six or seventh at the moment. I think he's 11. Oh. All right, what do we got? Oh, okay. So DJ... Number one. Justin Thomas. Yep. John Rahm. Okay, so you got the top three. Colin Morikawa and Bison. <laughs> I got the top okay. five. <laughs> oh, wow. Then it's Xander, which I thought, oh, I thought he was out. Patrick Reed, Terrell Hatton, Cantley. And Webb Simpson. Webb Simpson. Wow. All right, so did I get five of the top ten? Then I got DJ, JT, Bryson, Xander. Who did I say is my fifth pick? None of those. Sergio Garcia. Sergio Garcia. I think it's because I've been watching old matches and he was like number one. <laughs> or like he was um he was leading a couple of the Sergio. old cups. Sergio. No, he was doing really well at uh, Arnold Palmer. The Bay Hill thing, I'm pretty sure. Oh. That was only a couple of weeks ago. Another exercise I want to do with you. Okay. Can you... Is play golf. Okay, yes. At Bay Hill. Sergio. Whoa. Let's do it. All right. Next year. Sergio Garcia. Yep. What do you reckon his actual ranking is? Oh, right now? Yeah. He's not top 10. Mate. Well, look, I saw you scrolling, but I didn't see how far you scrolled. So based on... Was I scrolling down and up or just... I can't remember. Look, based on how he was playing, I'd say he has to be at least top 20. So given he wasn't in the top 10 and there are people who I thought were in the top 10 that are probably close to the top 10, I'd say Sergio would probably be around 15. 42. Holy moly. (laughs) All right. Uh, Dude's been playing for a long time. Okay. Uh, The Aussie, Adam Scott, what's he? I don't know. Haven't heard much from him lately. I'd say uh, he's probably... I'd say he's probably lower, right? Lower than Sergio? Maybe 60? 25. All right. 25. (laughs) He's doing a lot better than... I thought. Look, I... So I only... um, Yeah, as I said, I only watch to watch people play. I don't really keep much... um, Fair enough. I keep an eye on the scoreboard. When they show the leaderboards, I see where the people I like are. So I'll keep an eye out for people like Phil Mickelson, Tiger, yeah, yeah. Um, Colin, Colin, Colin Marathol, and that's about it. Yeah. But I, um, I mean, of course, you see the people who are in the top ten more frequently, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I have very little golf knowledge as far as players and that sort of stuff. Like, I, I don't watch it like it's a sport. Yeah, okay. So I follow it a bit more. Yeah. A little bit. Obviously. That's only of late. Yes. All right. Well, you're right. This was only supposed to be a little segment. Well, we can't help talking. But I think it's turned into 
a reasonable episode. Yep. I think so. Yeah. Well. And? This is the second of some podcasts. It is the second of some podcasts. And as they say in Pakistan... Oh, right, this is my quote. Uh, <laughs> look, I... Good day, sir, and we'll see you on the other side of the moon. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I love what am I supposed to do with that? How can you say, uh, what else they say in Pakistan? I don't know what they say in Pakistan. I'm my, not going to be racist. Michael Scott would be so upset with you. <laughs> Michael Scott would be. The a... improv was just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> or was it exactly what I planned it to be? Oh, I hope you didn't plan that. It was a train wreck. I've got a gun. <laughs> they can't see your finger gun. Everybody get down. My finger guns are out. Oh. All right. Uh, well, <laughs> as they say in uh, the Great Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you on the east. See ya. <laughs> Whoops. End podcast! Oh no!